It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 167 for the middle of February, I guess, 2021. Mm. I am one of your hosts, Steve from Survivor. I'm Ben from Survivor, and we're back after two weeks, as promised. So this season's back on schedule. We're like two for two. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll definitely last for the entirety of 2021. Mm, now let's get it out of the way. Our usual welcome. Once again, you're in lockdown. Classic <laughs> Victoria. Uh and yeah. I well, and we're recording on Tuesday, peeking mm. behind the curtain because on Wednesday I was supposed to be going to the tennis, but obviously I'm not going to the tennis because no one can go to the tennis, uh, and I have a feeling no one's going to be able to go to the tennis or leave their homes beyond Wednesday evening. I feel like it's going to continue on for a couple days slash into the weekend or something, um, and I think it's better to have that mentality of just like being stuck yeah. in lockdown longer than you think because I don't want to get my hopes up and like we had a two-week lockdown that lasted what like four months like I think it's just better to be in that mindset of don't leave your house until mm. a vaccine is like distributed around everywhere I well, don't know whatever good luck with that yeah, uh, thanks. despite being in lockdown uh special guest stars who may appear at some point Tano and Chain are still unavailable even though they're at their house definitely uh, so, so maybe they'll be on eventually. They were in the lost episode, of course, but you'll never hear that. So we haven't actually got them back officially yet. They're still mad at me for deleting two hours of recording. <laughs> it's not deleting, not deleting two hours of recording, not even recording two hours of recording. Um, mm. And we're film, we're filming. I guess we are filming this because we're on YouTube's. Um, we are recording this early because I'm assuming you have something planned for tonight because you get to leave your house. Yeah, I'm, leaving my, I'm yeah, yeah, but I'm not I'm not doing anything major. I'm going to a family dinner, so that still counts. Uh, That's important. Yeah, I can I can do stuff. You know, the the Adelaide Fringe is on this weekend, so I'm going like a comedy show and a pub probably. Like things are on. I think we sit like a seat apart or something, and you can buy that empty seat to give the funds that the comedian would have received if they could be full. That's optional. I'm. I'm too poor to do that. So it's optional. You can do but that. Though. I like the idea. I like the idea that you can do that. Um, yeah. I'm supposed to go skydiving this weekend, but. Well, I... that's pretty safe. There's no one up there. So oh, you oh. and the guy are not distant. So are you? So. Like I, I, w- I will be fine when I'm up in the plane about to jump. Cause like, it's like too late by that point anyway, but like, I'm not looking forward to it, but I know I'll, it'll be fine when it happens. Hmm. So I don't really want to do it. So I kind of want the lockdown to extend, but I obviously don't want the lockdown to extend. And I also just want to do it so I can get it over with and not have to worry about like the looming dread of jumping out of a plane, if that makes sense. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, well, I will, I'll let you know. I look forward to the next episode when we hear about if you did jump or didn't jump. You've had so much practice in video games jumping out of planes. You can finally do it for real. And you can compare. See what it's actually like. The game's Maybe once right. I'll land, I'll die, and I'll end up in the gulag, and I'll have to fight my way back to the living or however Warzone works. Yeah. Well, I I've learned. After it, I'm not dead. You don't have to pull the parachute, remember. It'll happen automatically if you get close enough to the ground. So that's what I've learned from Apex, Warzone, the others. That well, must be true. We, we got my husband's brother a skydiving package for his 30th so he repaid the favor by getting a skydiving package for my husband for his birthday and my husband Mm. didn't want to go alone so he bought me one for my birthday so thankfully i know what's going to happen i'm going to be jumping out of a plane with someone and that someone is the one 
I'm attached to who will be doing all of the pulling the parachute and I just sit there and try not to look like I'm dying or like mm. terrified. So it'll be great. Well, I look forward to that. Now, in the meantime, you can play video games while you're in lockdown. That is the constant if some came out, but there have been two. There have been two since our last episode. One of them we talked about pretty heavily. Do you Uh, want to do a quick, like, finish that up then? So you're talking about Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, of course. That's right. So we we talked a lot about Bowser's Fury last episode. So if you want to hear what it is, backtrack, listen to that. Pretty much covered it there. This non-spoiler I gave was that there's 100 cat shines in this game that compared to 120 in Mario 64, but they're so much quicker than Mario 64. You get them, it's like constant shine, 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 shine. So it's really snappy, fast-paced. As I said last week, it's or two weeks ago, it's the first real open world Mario in that it's just one big world, a bunch of opposite course in the middle, uh, pretty fun concept, but it's a small game. It's like four or five hours total. Um, the other part of this package is a seven or eight year old game in 3D world. Still pretty good. I think I called it in my review, the the other Hemsworth, like it's a good game. You know, the, the like Brian. That third or, one. Yeah. The guy gosh, who's on Saturday Night Live. Called. Like, yeah. They bring him on SNL sometimes to like make fun of him because he's not Liam or Chris. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. And so that's what Mario 3 World is because it came out between uh, Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2 and Odyssey. It's jammed in the middle. And so with those two stars on either side, it's always going to be a bit forgotten. But it is quite different. It's a hybrid between a 2D Mario. It's basically a 2D Mario level with the controls of a 3D Mario. So you're trying to get to the flag at the end. You can get some green stars on the way. Uh, and it, it's pretty quick too. In a surprising move, Nintendo has actually changed something in this game. So they love a good old port, does Nintendo, a full-priced, here's the old game. And Bowser's Fury already stops at being that because there's new content. But for 3D World, they sped it up. So I didn't realize until I went back and played the Wii U version, it was like painfully slow. Mario just kind of crawls along. So they've sped that up. He goes at a more faster pace, um, which kind of suits how he moves in Bowser's Fury. I can see why they've done that. Um, So yeah, they've actually made a quality of life tweak, which is normally they don't even bother to do that. And they've also added online play. So this is a co-op Mario game that actually works. The only one, I think. because of how it's structured in that 3D world, if you have like player forwards, a real dud player, and they get kind of stuck and lost, it doesn't matter like um, used to Mario Bros where they fall down a hole and you will fail. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter so much. So it kind of works a lot better. For some reason on Wii U, they didn't have online play. They were kind of like, this is a great co-op game. You have to play on the couch. They've added online. So it took because them seven of their years. still awful online strategy, which is mm. like somewhat improved on Switch, but not much. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, the opening worlds are unbelievably easy, very Super Guide-esque style Nintendo, but they work well for that casual player to play with you in co-op. Then kind of the second batch of levels, including the ones after you finish the game, are really quite tough by comparison and more aimed at kind of our group. So it's kind of a game in two halves. Uh, and I enjoyed going back to it. So it's a if you played it already, there's not really a reason to get it except for Bowser's Fury. So... I suppose there is a reason, unlike pretty much every other Switch port from the Wii U. Most people didn't. I think it will sell pretty well. It slots into a gap. I do wonder now that they're pretty much run out of Wii U games to port over, except for the Zelda games, which will get done for the Mario, the Zelda anniversary and one or two others. What is Nintendo going to do now? They're going to have to make up some new games. How are they going to plug all these gaps for the next 10 years? Don't know. They're going to re-release 1-2 Switch on yeah. Switch. And it's called One Two Three Switch, and there's more mini games. Mm. Anyhow, that's Mario. It's a good game. You know, again, <laughs> we don't need three, four Switch. 
<laughs> well, good luck. I don't know what I'm. I don't. I'm. Hmm. I've been what, what in lockdown you... in three days, and I'm already like I've lost the plot. Yeah, and I know because you were playing Anthem on day one of lockdown, which is insane. <laughs> uh, getting achievements is not worth it. You can't um, even sell it for four dollars at JB Hi-Fi. I don't actually mind it to be honest. Like I, I, I've been getting into the Bioware games and mopping up achievements, waiting for the legendary edition of Mass Effect in May. I don't mind it, but I am. I've played it for a day and I'm pretty much done. So that's that's yeah. If you can get it okay. for like a buck or four bucks, play it. Uh, and there's still because it's on EA Play, I guess, on Xbox Game Pass. There's a surprising amount of people playing it right now hmm. that probably didn't back in the day. So like you know, another good thing to chalk up to subscription programs anyway i'm supposed to be talking about little nightmares 2 which is um the sequel to little nightmares i don't know if 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 you uh got that from the title ben yeah i'm unaware of little nightmares (laughs) it's um it's a bandai namco game made by a studio that i already forget the name of i thought it was more of like a puzzle game that had kind of like the aesthetic of maybe tim burton's a nightmare before christmas kind of thing with like the you know like the really stylized like spooky but not really spooky kind of thing Mm. um it is it's not that well it's kind of that it's that kind of aesthetic but it's it's more of like a limbo or inside ripoff of like scroll from left to right spooky traps kind of like a little bit of puzzle element to it but it's more of like a Oh, like you didn't see that cage that dropped on you, and now you got to start again. And yeah, yeah. Oh, a log hit you, and you're splattered into some sort of gory thing. Um, it's all right. It's it's if you like Limbo and Inside, it's it's more of that. Um, I kind of felt that by playing Limbo and Inside, I'd already seen all of the things and experienced all of the experiences that Little Nightmares Two is trying to like present. Um. There is a plot. There's more of a plot than apparently Little Nightmares had. I didn't play the first one. Uh, and I, I guess to try to save some of that plot, I can talk about all the preview stuff without, you know, like spoiling too much. The first level I hated because it's that kind of constant chase sequence. Like, I don't even like playing Sonic 2 that much because I just, I, I get anxious when Tails follows me through the level. Like, I don't want Tails to catch me. I have this like weird thing. Like Mr. X in, in Resident Evil 2, I can tolerate because I've played it so many times. It's like I know he's going to be behind. Ever. Well, yeah, it's like I hate it, but like I, I don't like that kind of stuff. And that whole first level of Little Nightmares 2 is like a dude chasing you with a shotgun. Um, and to kind of make it worse, it's like that. It's a side scroller like Limbo, but it also has like depth of field, so you can run towards the screen or away from the screen. And there are points where, like, you you have to do a specific thing to avoid getting caught by a shotgun man. And sometimes it involves, like, getting behind an object. But the depth of field is presented to you in such a way, like, you're not entirely certain where you kind of are in that, in, like, which plane you're on. In addition to going left and right, you have to kind of go, you know, like, closer or farther away. So, Mm. like, you think you're in the right spot, but you're not. So then you die. And so there's all these, like, kind of one-hit kills that are annoying to begin with. And then there's all that added annoyance from that mechanic, which, like, if you're into that kind of thing, I guess, oh, like, haha. And it loads really quickly, like, all current-gen stuff. So, like, it's not like you got to wait for load screens and stuff, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, it just wasn't for me. Um, The second level is a lot better. It's it's less of the chase thing and more of like the creepy present um, menace. And it's set. Uh, the second level is kind of set in a, a school 
or an orphanage. I guess it's like a, a combination kind of a both where all, there's all these little, all these little like Pinocchio children with like ceramic faces um, that like try to get you, but you know, like they're being over seen by like a school mistress who has like this neck that telescopes and like it'll crane around and like roll around objects to try to find you and she'll eat you if she gets you. But it's not like a really a chase. It's mm, kind okay. of just like a couple segments where that happens. Um, and it, like, it was good. It was serviceable. Um, but at a certain point I was kind of just feeling like the developers were trying to make me feel uncomfortable with like really creepy, uncomfortable imagery and themes and stuff. And there wasn't a lot of connective tissue to make it all make sense it was kind of just like ooh, this makes you uncomfortable kind of like i guess in the medium like a lot of these games now it's like oh it's a door made of skin ah like it's like okay like i guess so it's kind of like once you realize that it's less confronting and it loses its impact and then it's just like uh like it's 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 all right i don't i didn't really like it to be honest i think i probably could have been harsher to it in the review Hmm. than i ended up being you've gone from um, good to serviceable to all right to i didn't like it yeah i said it was good like it's polished it's like it's got all the bells and whistles if you haven't played limbo and you play this like you'd be like "Ooh, this is pretty good but like if you've seen it all before you've seen it all before so So basically just play limbo and the other one what was the other one called inside Inside? i think inside was was better to be honest yeah Yeah. that is better yeah so that's Hmm. that was my for the week <laughs> hmm. well the only other game that i don't know if i played but maybe i just watched other people play i don't know you can watch heaps of people play this on youtube the game of the year 2021 which was developed in 97 and tweaked in 2007 goldeneye hd also known as bean presumably after sean bean that's the code name uh, of all these people playing on youtube on an actual hacked 360 it just comes up bean uh what if it's mr bean could be Mr. Bean as well. They are both British, I suppose. The mm. rare, not Sean Bean, rare and Mr. Bean. Um, yeah. Well, he is, I th- well, I guess he's, is he Scottish? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, I've got no idea. I'll stop he, sidetracking. He dies, but you already knew that in every movie. So you can just assume that happens here. I think it's great. It looks good. It plays well. So the original 64 version, uh, the main reason it plays so well is this is a 60 frame smooth if your PC can handle it, which many people probably actually won't because emulating 360 is tough. Uh, but if you can, runs really well from what I can see on YouTube. Uh, the 64 version went to like, it felt like 10 frames a second. Like it would get real slow sometimes. And that was just how games were back then. So it runs well. It still plays more or less the same. They haven't really changed anything. But look, going back to it now, it's kind of fun to go back to that uberish late 90s first person shooter with modern control so you can play it with a proper twin stick which fun fact you could do on a 64 with two 64 controllers like this it was really possible to play single player plug in two controllers twin stick i think one of the only games that allowed that in the manual very few people knew that i never tried it so yeah that's pretty cool uh the graphics by today's standards look a bit dated, but they look so much better than the 64 ones. I think it would still, if they could magically release it, even as is, I would say worth playing, but they would probably update it again. But they could just, like, this was intended to be released at 720, so just HD. Uh, for a lot of people, it now upscales to 4K if their computer can do that, so it looks even smoother again. The dodgy AI is still there, but that's part of the game, so perfect. Uh yeah, and it's a shame we're never going to get it officially because as far as I'm told, um, I think like 230 million people downloaded this game. 
when it was briefly available on the internet. Now, a bunch of those people have just done it out of curiosity. They just want to see what it is. Uh, a bunch of people have downloaded it and not known anything about emulation, so they have nowhere to actually play it. So I'm not saying they would sell that many copies, but there's clearly a market for it if they could somehow do it. Like if yeah. money is the issue, this can be paid for. There's a, there's a, there's a large amount of interest that mm. could have translated into game sales. Not, not 100% of that, but a fair, a fair chunk. Of too, especially if they release it for 30 bucks or something. Now it's not going to happen. There've been so many reports, a lot of people saying Eon, which are the owners of the bond license um, and MGM, which make the films and are tied in there somehow were the ones who blocked it. Um, people saying that the original report back in the, mid 2000s when they were doing this was that they didn't like how bomb was treated in goldeneye because he could die um and um, he must be able to die in the more modern games but i can't really remember yeah and a few other things like that so and that he could in multiplayer fight against the good guys you know they want bond only fights bad guys all that stuff uh there's no real evidence that that's the case but that was what was said and it's what made sense that it would be those people blocking it because who else would own the rise um but someone who I've forgotten now interviewed two of the developers. This was made by eight people, this game. And they asked them, what's your recollection? And quite truthfully, they said, we don't really remember, which is great because so often in times like this, people ask someone and they recap the story as they think they want you to hear. And they're just kind of making it up. And, you know, that becomes gospel. I love that they've started out saying, oh, I don't really remember, but this is like the vague bit I do remember. Like they haven't tried to make it up. They've just kind of given some tidbits of what they think happened. This was like 13, 14 years ago. No surprise, you don't have definite facts. Hmm. But they they did remember um, Rare at the time was making like eight games, all prototypes plus this one. This was just before they got shafted onto Connect Sports, basically. They were trying to figure out what to do. Perfect Golden, what was it called? Perfect Dark Zero hadn't yeah. done very well. They're trying to figure out what to do next. So they started making this and they kept asking, do we have the contract in place to make this game? And Rare Manager was like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll, you know, we'll figure that out. And obviously that never happened. And their recollection was it was nothing to do with the Bond license holders, Eon. It was Nintendo who people looking at it now can't understand why Nintendo would have had any power because they published the original game, but they at that stage had no longer had any rights to it. But apparently they did. They wanted to re-release it on Wii in its current form. Obviously, the HD remaster couldn't be released on Wii because not a HD console. And the deal was Xbox could release their own version too. At some point, Nintendo just said no, probably because they realized the better version was going to be released on Xbox and they didn't want that. We will never know if that's true. That's what they kind of figured happened, but they were never told exactly what happened. Then it came down to the problem of, are you allowed to have like the very opening screen of this game is like Piers Brosnan, all these other guys in the movie are better likeness. You can kind of tell it's actually them now. Do they have the rights to that? Probably not. And no one ever bothered to get them because they assumed there was a contract, which there wasn't. And basically all this means you're never going to get to actually buy it. Phil Spencer mentioned it a few years ago saying it's just too hard. So it's a shame. There's maybe the smallest glimmer ever, like a half a percent chance that's come up and it's so popular that someone says, you know what, let's figure it out. But I doubt it because it is ready to go. It's like it's there's some glitches, but it would be very small work to release it. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, would you be open to alternate paths to have it published, like calling it a different name or tweaking some of the models so they don't look as Pierce Brosnan or anything like that? Or like, I don't know. That's maybe mm, that I don't think so. I think it's too obvious that this is what this was. Uh, 
obviously Nintendo had the rights to make it at one point. Maybe they could be extended somehow. I'm not sure. It probably could be done if anyone really wanted to do it, but maybe not. You could take away the likenesses, of course. Yes. Well, like, not that I'm ever, ever condoning obtaining media beyond proper official channels, but, mm. you know, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. You can probably fill in the blanks, people. If you really want to take a look at this on YouTube, it's go, uh, go it's, look at it on YouTube. It's an unusual area because it's not really piracy because it was you can't buy it and you never could. So is it just straight theft of work that was never released? It's unclear. Or is it but the anyway. preservation of exactly. video game history? It's certainly fine for you to watch other people playing on YouTube. That is definitely fine. So do that. Perfect. All right. Well, that's all. We, but like, anything else you've been playing that you want to talk about? That's it. Well, then we'll get into the news, which like was basically as thin as it's like the start of the year, and everybody's still on break, and we're all worried about COVID. Anyway, um, something that was cool that mm. I didn't know about that no one knew about really. Yeah, yeah is I didn't this know about this. Cool Xbox controller sync tip that will let you switch between like two different devices with ease. And I think there's some caveats on that from my understanding, Ben, and I didn't have a chance to check it. So you tell me if I'm wrong. Mm. I think it's not between like two different Xbox consoles, but it's like between an Xbox console and something that's using like Bluetooth proper. Yes, correct. Certainly your Xbox and PC, uh, and I presume Xbox and mobile, if you're playing uh, xCloud, I haven't tested mobile actually, but definitely Xbox and PC, it works. Yeah. So the way to do it is you, you have to pair the, the controller properly with both your Xbox at one point, and then your PC at another point. Uh, and then it's uh, getting used to the commands to kind of switch between either. So if you hold the sync button, which is the top of the the little nub at the top of the controller, I have one here that I'm showing on the video if you're mm, watching that's the video. It. If you hold that down, um, the Xbox guide button will flash like two to three times, and that will pair with like the Bluetooth device. And then if you want to switch back to your Xbox device, you double tap the sync button and it will then pair back to your Xbox. So it's a really quick way to pair between like your PC if you're playing an Xbox Game Pass or PC game and then back to your Xbox if you're playing an mm. Xbox game, which Very is like, handy. it's really simple, but it's like a game changer. I used to have a cord that connected to my PC and that's how I played a PC game. And then I would disconnect it and then like pair back like the old hold the button down for a while way to go back to the xbox and now it's just like tap 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 excellent mm. so very handy very yeah useful. weird they never mentioned it to anyone it just kind of came out and xbox retweeted it being like glad you know now yeah and like the a guy from what was his name tim tim timo wolf tim wolf something anyway uh, something from microsoft like talked about it and he's like, oh, yeah, we had it in the notes that this was like a, a, a thing that you could do. But like we no one really talked about it any further. So I figured it out. Mm. Here's what to do, which is like a really strange thing. But at least it's out in the public now, which is cool. Hmm. So that's the first bit of news, Ben. What's the second bit of news that you wanted to talk about that we wanted that we wanted to talk about? You didn't yeah, do the notes. The group we did this effort. collectively. Well, I want to talk about this because Resident Evil 4 is my favorite Resident Evil game. And pretty much all we know is that Resident Evil 8 Village is, or Resident Evil Village with the 8 hidden in there, however you want to say that, Stupid is name. heavily inspired by RE4, which is, that's pretty much all I said, but that's great. RE4, I love the setting of RE4. If that's, we're getting inspired means we're getting the mood and the atmosphere of it, I presume. Well, we know this is a first person game, so we're not going to get the 
the third party tank controls yeah. well, not tank but you know over the shoulder stop start walking so it must be that well okay so how far do you want that to extend it's called resident evil village mm. the opening scene the opening sequence of re4 is by far one of the best things in resident evil history where yes. you like get dumped into the village and you just have to survive until the you know the opening screen comes on and the title card comes on and like that's where you are that that to me like i don't need capcom to tell me that like that was that was the first place my brain connected when i heard resident evil village like that's that's resident evil that's the village like it that makes sense um i hope it doesn't extend as far into like weird like evil midget guy and weird castle with like its own tram car system and like there's yeah, there's I don't a think so. <laughs> we don't need the lost plagueis whole thing i don't think they'll go there i think you're right they're going to just go the villager thing uh so resident evil 7 was so scaled back in terms of that nonsense giant castle whatever that guy was called what was that little midget guy called little salazar kid. salazar uh yeah so yeah i don't think we're going that way and i don't think the the as much of the action will apply because first person doesn't lend itself to action action shooty shooty and i think a really good example of that is and it's not even like super action action shooty shooty is the um not a hero dlc for resident evil 7 which mm, didn't play it puts you in the shoes of chris redfield who is you know from resident evil uh code veronica five six six not five. Oh, and five actually he's in, he's five, in too. five is the main he's, character. he's in everything <laughs> um and like if you had to constantly be shooting people at the frequency of like the the, the opening village scene in re4 in first person i don't like it's not gonna work because you, you can't have your head on a swivel as easily you can't move as easily the first the change to first person for re7 was to make it more like claustrophobic and to give you a sense of dread and unknown so yeah like as much as i like the idea that it was inspired by re4 i kind of want it to still be more of its own thing and like i want that inspiration to kind of just be like atmosphere and aesthetic and Mm. like end there which i think it's i think that's what's going to happen i think Um, so yeah. We'll find out in only a few months, hopefully. Have you played the Maiden demo yet or no? No, and I probably won't play it, so. <laughs> because? No reason. I just can't, you know. I'll play the real game when it comes out. Scaredy I did like cat. 7. Yeah, Scaredy bas- cat. Basically, yeah. Well, fair enough. Uh, yeah. What's next? This is going to be the shortest episode ever. Uh, lots of game release dates and announcements. Um, mm. Something that isn't in the notes that I'm just going to quickly rattle off, Ben, because I think we should talk about it, actually, uh, is that Ratchet & Clank A Rift Apart got a release date, and I forget exactly what it is. It was June June something. 15, I think. And, like, not news, but something that you need to probably be reminded of. This is, again, a Sony first-party game that's at the max tier that Sony's setting for price. So mm. uh, expect to pay 125 bucks Australian for it. Certainly unless digitally. You're, yeah, unless you're finding it for like a, a discount somewhere else. But mm. it's, I, I get 125 for like big budget, crazy, nah, amazing. Well, I can get the justification, I suppose. I don't feel like that's, I didn't feel like it was acceptable when, when Destruction All-Stars was priced at 125 compared to like a Demon Souls, which at least is like, 
to me in my mind like a bigger budget like more like desired game but like ratchet and clank at 125 just seems like a lot so i yep. feel like a lot of people are going to be buy- buying it physically <laughs> because they're yep. hope- hoping That's they're going to be able I'm to do. go to it yeah like at a jb probably which is going to give you the cheapest well it's it's 98 on amazon right now so i pre-ordered uh and they will drop the price if it drops anywhere for like a second lower but it probably won't because that's now what is normally the standard price is now the discount price for first party sony games so kind of sucks uh i'll probably be more selective this gen so i pretty much played every sony first person major single player game on the ps4 and the ps3 really um i almost definitely won't do that on the ps5 just because they're too expensive like i really like ratchet and clank is why i'm going to get that one but there's you know if there's some more stuff kind of like a last of us part two that i'm kind of into but not massively uh although my play report from ps5 actually said that was my most played game last year so maybe i was massively into it uh yeah probably i'd give it more of a miss like it's hard to tempt you when a new release game is quite often 69 79 here it's easy to take that plunge at 125 it's just it's tough well and yeah i guess you just got to be patient and wait for for discounts or mm, that is the other thing we don't know but as what happened last gen is all those big names sony releases after 18 months they plummeted in price like worse than bethesda games which lose their value super quick too so you can get spider-man original like 18 bucks and that happened like a year after it came out so for some reason they don't hold their value all these must probably because there's so many copies of them but you're talking physically still physically yeah yeah Not, and it's it, go ahead no that's it Oh, you've okay. got to well, go physical <laughs> and it well it goes to that i'm sure we've talked about it before like the in the ps5 as the example you get a disc-based one or a not disc-based one mm. um yes you save money when you're not buying a disc drive but then you're you know like buy six games and you've already made the difference up between like a 90 dollar game at jb and a 125 game that you can only buy from the playstation store um, and to the same extent, like the, the Xbox Series S is the same thing. Like you, you are very limited to where you can buy games. So yeah, it's dis- that thing of you saved in the short term, but are you saving in the long term? Probably not. In Australia, discs have always been cheaper and they probably will be. I don't think this level of discounting happened in the US. So that's probably why they have the different options. It doesn't really make sense to get the disc only PS here uh, unless you're willing to just, you know, we both prefer to play digital games. And if, something i'm going to play a lot i would just take, like cop the hit of the extra price but yeah for something like a, a retro clank that's probably going to be like 10 hours and done it doesn't make sense to buy it digitally yeah well and yeah it, we could talk about that forever but let's not mm. um other things that are already out but are getting updates include metro exodus uh which on pc is getting like a completely separate edition called metro exodus enhanced edition um but on xbox and playstation it's just being called metro exodus Uh, on current gen systems it's a free update if you already own uh, exodus on xbox one or ps4 you're going to get the new fancy version the ps5 and xbox series x versions will run with full ray tracing 60 frames per second and 4k and that's not toggle between the three things to get the desired result like you get all three of those things wow which is mm. like, that's probably one of the first games we've seen that, to be honest. Like, if you think of like a Miles Morales, you get all the ray tracing at 1080p, or you get a little bit of ray tracing in 4K, and you get yeah. 60 frames, you get 30 frames, depending on what you set. So it's cool that like it's all or nothing. Um, on Series S, it's going to target 
with big quotations because it seems like they're maybe having trouble if they're not guaranteeing it's 1080. But they're they're aiming for 1080p, but it will have 60 frames per second and ray tracing, which that's pretty mm. good. Um, no release date, but sometime this year. Uh, the other one is Crash 4, and I completely forget everything about it, Ben, so hopefully you can fill in my blanks. I don't remember the details, but it's, it's a free upgrade as well. Uh, if I recall, it didn't run that well on last-gen consoles, so it was one of those games where playing the last-gen version on your current-gen console was a big increase because it just helped stabilize the frame rate, basically. Or maybe it was just the base versions of the last-gen consoles that struggled on. Anyhow, makes sense to upgrade that. It's also coming to Switch, so this is a rare case of a remaster and a demaster happening at the same time, so you can get a better version on the current consoles or a worse version than what's currently out on Switch. Probably plays pretty well in handheld mode, but if it's so taxing that the Xbox One vanilla was struggling to run it, I can't imagine an undock switch will run it that well. But it might be optimized for that. Well, here's hoping. Uh, up to 4K and 60 frames per second along support for the PS5's 3D audio and adaptive triggers. So pretty standard re-release. I do uh, notice all these games are not called remaster. So last gen and the one before, it was always like whatever game remastered. These are just like a eh, small update. So we're not getting those big jumps and we knew we weren't going to, but they don't even bother to call it that anymore. I suppose that's why it's a free update. So, Well, the Xbox, I don't I don't recall seeing anything about smart delivery like as, as advertised, but you get it for free if you have it on Xbox One and your saves cross over. So it, it's basically smart delivery without it being mm. specified as smart delivery. The same thing happens on PlayStation. If you own it on PS4, you get it on PS5. You'll have to do that thing where you download both games, though, on PS5 to be able to get it. Mm. Well, they're fixing that, I think. Are they? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and your saves do cross over as well. So, you know, who cares what it's called? If you already have it, you get it for free. That's Again, it. As you should all the time. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's pretty uh, much it. In things yeah. of, well, comments which don't mean anything, Xbox just said, hey, guys, We've got some exciting new features coming to the Xbox Series X and S soon. End comment. But there's uh, nothing happening, so that's like the big news of the week. Okay, like, thanks, oh, Guy. Exciting uh, things. There was one good tidbit. They <laughs> finally mentioned achievements on the mobile app. They said, yes, we realize you want them back. We're putting it in there. They didn't say why they took it out in the first place, but that is on the radar and sounds pretty high on the list to get back in there. So that's good news. And another thing that they did talk about is that I haven't experienced it myself, but a lot of people have because we're getting comments on posts being like, what about this? Um, there's an Xbox controller sync issue on the new current hmm. gen systems that people are just like, they're just disconnecting constantly. Um, so Microsoft acknowledged that that's happening and they're working on a fix, which if you're having that problem, isn't okay. super comforting in that it's not fixed yet, but at least it's looking at being. Well, that's fixed. good. So I'm going to assume one of these big new features is they mentioned pre-release there's going to be a way for back compact games from last gen to be increased artificially. So if it was something was capped to 30 frames a second, they could somehow get it to 60. They had never really explained what that was. Uh, and things could get like things have already been up to a degree, but that's yeah, apparently coming properly. Um, it might be something to do with that. Cause that's the obvious thing. Um, a lot of games, anything which is uncapped it now runs at a much higher frame rate anyway, but anything that was capped, nothing you can do about it unless the devs go in and change every single game. And so Microsoft kind of hinted that there was a way they could do it. They could cheat their own system basically. So maybe that's it. I'm um, otherwise, I have no idea. What else do you think it could possibly be? Uh, nothing. I have nothing. I have no idea. Mm. Oh, of, you sorry, know, it could be. 
the profile change button on the Elite Series 2 allowed to capture screenshots. <laughs> Top of the list, that should be. I would actually love that. They also yeah. said something that this isn't me guessing. This is what they were saying. I, I didn't realize. Some games don't quick resume properly. Oh, and yeah. They're, and they're fixing that too. So, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Well, ooh. Hmm. So important. So, uh, yeah, I guess while we wait for actual exclusive Xbox games to come out, we'll just have to be excited yeah. about a, a vague, undisclosed, exciting things down the pipeline. I'm looking forward to a, a current gen game developed by Microsoft for part, like any of their first party studios. So, we've had none. Uh, I would love to get one. They have 23 of them soon, and we've got none. So, looking forward to that. Well, yeah. And not at a least cross-gen if, well, game. I'm, I'm and, not counting anything cross-gen. So. And hopefully not priced at 125 um, Well, it'll be we'll in see. Game Pass anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, good point. Good mm. point. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, that's it. I have nothing else to talk about, Ben, unless you do. Not me either. That's it. It's, a, it's been a slow week in games. Hopefully, we'll have something in a fortnight. I have no idea what. There's almost no releases in that gap. We'll just have to play some old stuff. And if not, I'll just have to fill time by telling you how I hopefully got to leave the house and jump out of an airplane. But who oh, knows? I look forward to that. All right, have perfect. fun at your family do All right, tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the house. I'll leave you in your house and I'll talk to you in two weeks. All right. Bye.